Hey, here we are again, hanging by a thread, the most agile podcast on the internet. Well, we're going to call it agile, but uh, we may well be uh, we may well be keeping things rather loose and relaxed, or maybe we're just cutting things really to the quick. It's great to have you back. This is the Kubuntu podcast. Glad you can join us. My name is Rick Timmis. I'm Ovidio Florin. And Honeycutt. And Aaron is joining us as well. Aaron Honeycutt. Okay, so I'm just uh, grabbing that cup of coffee there and having a quick look at the show notes. So we've got a few things coming up for you. We've got a special guest coming up on the show a little bit later, so do stay with us because we're going to be discussing much of the rumour mill that's been taking place and, uh, and going on. Uh, do remember that you can join us on irc.freenode.net. Come and join hash kubuntu-podcast. Come and join us. Interact now with us live and uh, ask us questions. Uh, we'll cover some of the other places you can get in touch with us a little bit later in the show. But uh, what we want to get up to, first of all, is, of course, none of us has seen each other for uh, since we did the last show, so I suppose we ought to really uh, catch up with what's going on. First of all, what's this different background? Where in the world are you, Ovidiu? Good question. I'm somewhere in the world. So <laughs> I'm quite far from home right now. Uh, I'm in Berlin. There's a KD sprint going on right here, and we're about to start tomorrow, today. Some people are all have coded since they haven't even unpacked and they started coding. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, how this is going to go, but we're hoping for the best. Excellent, good stuff. So it looks like a nice place that you're in there, because, I mean, you've got a huge flat-screen TV on the, uh, on the wall behind you. It looks pretty good. Yeah, this flat is absolutely amazing. It's huge, first of all. So we have, I think, eight people uh, participating at the sprint. At least eight are going to sleep here. And one of the beds is broken, but never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, sound, it sounds pretty big. I can hear but the acoustics in the room there. Uh, it, just, it sounds just like quick, it's massive. Just a quick preview. Uh, I am in this room. We have this over here. <laughs> That's a snooker table. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I uh, want... For relaxing time when we want to stop doing this and we're going to do this. <laughs> I want your job. That sounds brilliant. Okay, yeah. good stuff. All right, okay, well, look, let's not spoil that because we'll get into a bit more about that because I know we've got some, uh, we've got more news and more info about that whole sprint thing that's going on. Let's catch up with Aaron, who's over there in Florida. Uh, how are things with you, my friend? Busy, busy, busy. All right. So you, uh, uh, you managed to, you're just back from work because it's quite it's a little bit earlier in the day for you is it uh, what time of day is it for you in uh, in Florida 3 p.m. Now of course what I could have done you see is I could have asked our uh, Telegram bot that you uh, set up and uh, interfaced uh, what the time was of course because uh, you were responsible for setting up the Telegram bot in the Kubuntu family group and uh, so we can figure out what time zones we're in is that correct Aaron Yes, you just do a backslash time, and I'll shoot most of everyone's time zones. 
it's actually quite cool, especially for somebody like me where I never know what time of day it is or what's going on. Okay, so um, so um, obviously apart from being busy and working and doing various bits and pieces, uh, what else is uh, what else have you been up to of late? Have you been out to where uh, are you you're doing something? Have I seen something to do with with your local loco team? Aren't you doing something with the loco team over there shortly, Aaron? Yeah, I've been organizing on. Uh, Last Saturday, we organized our first Ubuntu hour in Fort Lauderdale. It's a bit more north from me, and I've been doing the one in, around me. So it's two Ubuntu hours going on once a uh, twice a month. The first on the Saturday, then the other one on the third Saturday. And, and that's twice a, twice a month. Yeah, and organizing a Ubuntu release party. Excellent, excellent stuff. Okay. All right, that sounds that sounds really good. Um, so, well, for me, I've been mostly busy with work uh, since uh, coming back off the holidays. Hence, the reason why I've not really been too up to date with the uh, show notes or with what's going on. So, uh, this is as much as an opportunity for me to catch up with what's going on in the world of Kubuntu and uh, KDE, etc., as you guys. So, uh, expect me to have plenty of questions. Of course, I've got the opportunity here for you folks watching and listening, I can see the show notes, so I know what's coming up. I'm going to have plenty of questions. I'm sure you will have them too. And um, somebody's posting in here and uh, in, in the chat saying, I have a Kubuntu Wiley t-shirt. Anybody know anything about that from you, fellas? It's you, Aaron. Yeah. Tell me, what's all this then? Uh, they sent me, uh, Conical sent me a whole bunch of stuff for the release party, including uh, laptop sleeves and T-shirts to give away and raffle in a raffle at the release party. Give me some. Give me some. Ah. Oh, oh, is this? Sh Can you see that? Oh, yeah. That's the new wireless release uh, symbol. And then I got the laptop sleeves and pins and tons of stickers. So awesome. uh, all we need to do now is make them blue. <laughs> yeah, so we'll I guess um, I guess I guess anybody who's holding a release, uh, hopefully people who are going to hold a release party or get active doing stuff with the loco teams, because I saw some posts recently on uh, the Ubuntu mailing list. Uh, conversation between John O'Bacon and some of the other people about meetup.com and about getting the loco teams active. So, which you've obviously done, Aaron, and the rewards are there. You can obviously, there's some merchandise and some marketing materials that folks can get hold of if they get in touch with uh, with Canonical and with Ubuntu and, uh, and organize an event. Yeah? Yeah. Um... <clears throat> They sent me tons of stuff, and I've organized a box of all the stuff that I, they've sent me to advertise Ubuntu. Wow! Look at those CDs. They look really cool. But at Fosicon, we'll have Ubuntu DVDs. Made by the that community. Is... Yeah. At uh, uh, which, uh, which event? Uh, Fosicon, it's happening into in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, the middle of November. Excellent, really, really, really good. All right, well that sounds good. So look, we better keep the pace up because <coughs> we want to stay tight to our hour, and I know we've got a lot to get through today. Uh, so um, let's have a look uh, in Kubuntu news. Then um, somebody's put in the show notes. Foo, 
I have no idea what that is. Who wrote that? Anybody know anything about it? It had been a video. All right, okay. Foo, talk to us, Aaron. I, I said a video, not me. Foo is the keyword for anything else. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the news we're basically going to cover in the in focus section, where we're going to talk about the myths that currently surround Kubuntu, and uh, some people starting to make plans to bail. Uh, we'll we'll cover that in that section. So, okay. We'll, we'll All right. That. That's cool. Uh, All right. But besides that, uh, we still have a few things that are that recently happened in Kubuntu, so we sh I think we should cover those right now. Uh, first of all, Kubuntu 15.10 Beta 2 got released, so Wiley is in Beta 2 right now. People can, and we ask them, please come in and start testing and give us feedback of what's working and what's not, so we can fix that. Uh, other things in, in the news include uh, Kubuntu Council members. They have changed. Well, not all of them, but some of them. Uh, so a few of the members uh, left for some reasons. And since then, though there were three spots, three spots uh, available. And me, Aaron, and uh, Clive, I think. Aaron, please correct me if I'm mistaken. Correct. What? Sorry. So, me, you, and Clive, we filled in. in oh, the uh, council. Clay. Clay. So sorry. Oh, I mean, I'm in trouble now. Then. Yes. So, we got uh, so right now you're uh, talking with official Kubuntu council members. I know. Yeah. Okay. I better be very careful what I say, really, haven't I? Otherwise, I'm going to get sacked. Hi, as as a presenter, presenter, Kubuntu podcast presenter, you're fired, Rick. Go on, off. You're sacked. <laughs> I hope not. Please not. Please don't fire me, fellas. Um, well, that's really good news, um, and I'm really delighted to see you two um, guys on the council. And I've seen um, um, Clive actually doing quite a lot of work in development and packaging in uh, Kubuntu Devel of late recently. So he's been really quite active and uh, very busy working with some of the team there so I can see that that's going on and um, <clears throat> do you know it's it, I think it's always it's always a positive thing when you get rotation in a council when new people come and when other people step down or stand down and leave because it brings energy it brings new vision um, and uh, and a new sense of vibrance uh, to the community and I think we'll really benefit from that so uh, uh, I'm really pleased, and hey, do you know, more so than anything else, thank you, Avidio and Aaron, for stepping up to the plate, and Clive, and uh, taking on that responsibility. Big up to you. Good work, guys. Uh, Clive is the developer, and Clay is the uh, council member. All right. Okay, well, well, Clay, then Clay, even better. Sorry, I, their names are similar, and so even the IRC next, so I got mixed up in there. Sorry for that. Uh, Don't worry, I've refactored the show notes already. <laughs> awesome. Well, something else that should be mentioned in the news, uh, Kubuntu is going forward in short. 
So Kubuntu is not the end of Kubuntu. We'll talk more about this in the Mocha section. But just to give you a quick note. Okay, well, one of the things that I, I wanted to mention as well, which I picked up on recently, uh, which actually echoes what you said about the 1510 Beta 2 release, but obviously um, um, there's a, a lady over there in the States, Scarlett Clark, who works really, really hard, uh, as do many of the developers. But I, know I saw recently she posted on her blog, um, Scarlett Gately Clark blog, about um, that she'd done a lot of work into the uh, 1510 stuff and backporting things uh, and really needs uh, some some of us guys to get out there and test all of that uh, so you know once again a call if you're watching this go and get the uh, the latest beta 2 release go and have a look at Scarlett's blog there's a bunch of information on Scarlett you'll find it just google Scarlett Gately Clark um, you'll find her blog and you can find uh, exactly what she needs on there but there's quite a lot of testing that we need to get done and get through because of course We've got a release date coming up, and we want to get 15.10 out the door. All right. Segway. Let's move into um, the in-focus section. And um, so you were just talking there briefly, a video which was really a lead into Kubuntu's future. So um, let's talk about that for a moment. What's been going on? What, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's going on with Kubuntu's future? Can't hear him. No, no, I got no audio either. We both, nobody, we haven't got any audio oh, from you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So there have been some communication issues between the some of the Kubuntu members and council members, and some of the Ubuntu community council members. There, I'm not going to get into those details here. Uh, if you want, you can find all the information online. Uh, so there have been some problems. Uh, and because of that, many people in in Kubuntu uh, f feel demotivated to keep working. Uh, but we feel a responsibility towards our users, so we are trying to do as best as we can and go, go through this. Those issues we had between the, the Kubuntu Council and Kubuntu members and the Ubuntu Community Council have been resolved. We had a meeting on that. We've talked all of our problems, put everything on the table, and okay, here are our concerns, here are our problems, how can we solve this? And uh, it's my belief right now that everything is fine, uh, is resolved. We're all friends and we're all happy to work together. Uh, some people felt that uh, they don't want to continue. Uh, in this direction, so they started working specifics for uh, other related projects, but still within KDE and uh, Kubuntu-ish. But still, more people are joining in Kubuntu, and they want to make to keep Kubuntu alive, and we want to keep we the new people and also the existing people. We want to keep Kubuntu alive. We want to make it better. We want to keep it awesome. So, okay. not going anywhere. So, well, so I mean, I think well, I've I've been aware, personally aware, of a number of challenges um, that we've faced in the community, and obviously uh, some p 
uh, differences of perspective and points of view perhaps between um, the Ubuntu Community Council and the Kubuntu Council um, and I think that that's born out some frustration you know and find much of that documented in blogs but I think it's important to understand that these that when you're developing uh, a first-class computer operating system like Kubuntu uh, that has to compete competitive operating systems like Apple Mac OS or Windows 10 which has just been recently released and now mention that again uh, uh, later on then we're talking about a very professional distribution that's being put there um, by the by the greater community as a coordinated voluntary effort I think it would be wrong to not expect there to be a lot of that um, and just recently there has been a huge number of changes in Kubuntu you know the whole all of the work done by KDE to port so many things to uh, to uh, the K, you know the framework 5 KDE 5 the release of plasma 5 and then backporting all of the applications and uh, what we've got for release now in 1510 which you can see in the in the beta previews is absolutely stunning I mean it is utterly stunning and we've in fact got some um, We've got some feedback from our users talking about that, and I'll mention that in a moment. But uh, my take on on the situation a video would be: I think it's perfectly reasonable to accept there to be challenges and lots of frustrations along the way. But I'm really yeah. delighted to hear about this conversation that's taken place, where the two communities have come together and okay. um, and it sounds like the outcome has been very positive. Uh, Rick, first I want to correct you on something. There's no KDE 5. Uh, so, but there's no KDE 5. KDE is the name of the city that builds the software. So, uh, there we have now we have KDE fr frameworks, and you can refer to the KDE term as something like a brand name. It's like Google has Google Chrome or Google Images or whatever. We have KD Plasma, but we refer to it as just Plasma in order to, to reduce confusion. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so now that that's out of the way, uh, considering that Kubuntu is... That's fine. So I probably need to report a little bit. It pops up a box that says, K I would like access the uh, to get your passwords. And is that every... Uh, Sorry, maybe I don't know what's happening. But, I don't know what's happening. Uh, so another thing I wanted to say was that uh, Kubuntu being the middle ground between KDE and Ubuntu and uh, trying to make these two together, I expect it to be a place where things start to get sorted out and uh, sometimes not everybody agrees into the result. So it might not make everybody completely happy but we're doing our best to make everybody happy. Okay. Well, let me just tell you about this then. An email that was sent to Jonathan uh, Riddle, uh, and um, and he posted it up, and I was really pleased with this. This was an email from one of the more recent users, and uh, they said in his email, switch to Kubuntu 15.04, amazing, never going back to Mac or Windows. And, uh, and the email reads... Hi, personally, you have been praying with Cicero. I've been looking for 10 
see lagging only in me. No, he's also lagging here, so I thought it was my connection, but apparently it's his. Yeah. And um, in two seconds he's gonna talk very fast, something he said in the previous five minutes, and blah, blah, blah. So, do you think I should read it? Please. Yes, please do. go ahead, Aaron. Yes, please do that. <laughs> Hi there. I just wanted to personally tell you how impressed I am with this distro. I've been looking for a lightweight distro from a desktop PC. It's 10 years old. I decided to give Ubuntu a try, and my word, this thing runs. I've never been more impressed with an operating system in my life. I am much more productive person because of it, and keep up the good work. Great work. I am going to recommend it to all my friends. Signed Batten. I think I, yeah. I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> it's the risk of having a name in an, in an international world. Okay, alright. So uh, I've just been uh, I've just been messing around with my connection here. I'm um, just to see if I can get a little bit more throughput. Hopefully that uh, will fix it. I hope so. Yeah. It's great to get emails and uh, from people like that that are having good experiences, and of course it's really important and good to get bug reports from people too uh, on things that we can improve. It's but, very uh, good that we get positive feedback because it's very motivating for people that, hey, my work is worth something. People actually like what I'm doing. So it's very motivating for people to get good feedback, like, like, like this email for example. This is one of the reasons that people, let's see, let's say, let's put it like this, it's a boost for another week or two for work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Well, well, while the boosts are rolling then, um, now I know about this uh, five-star five, five star review, but uh, I, and I'm happy to talk about the five-star review, but maybe one of you guys would like to tell us uh, about this five-star review we've got in the notes here. Uh, I haven't looked over it, sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, look, I'll take it I, um, because I picked up on this and a very pop, there's a very popular magazine, certainly here in the UK, for sure. Yeah, you um, haven't provided is, the link, that's why I didn't look on it. Oh, okay, right. So, uh, well, Linux Voice, if you Google Linux Voice, you can find their website. They are, um, they're a Kickstarter project that started uh, about uh, 14, 15, 16 months ago, something like that, and uh, a bunch of guys came together to produce a magazine called Linux Voice, all to do with Linux and uh, Linux and open source software. It's really professional and very, very well put together. It supports uh, the free software community by making contributions from some of the profits that are made. It was funded by the community as a Kickstarter project, so it's, uh, it's very popular with the open source and free software community in general. Um, and also, just whilst I'm plugging them, um, after nine months, all of the PDF material that would go to print is made Creative Commons on their website and so you can go and download magazines nine months and older for free now um, in uh, in uh, the month previous to this uh, they reviewed Kubuntu and um, it got a five-star rating um, they were so impressed with almost everything about it 
um, the way the new plasma workspace works, um, the way that the installer works, the, the speed and the performance, um, and just the completeness of it. And um, it, it was a really rare, rare, rare review, and uh, we did great, five stars. So it was you know, absolutely top marks uh, for the Kubuntu distribution. So just another, another ace in the bag, back of the net again. Wait till they see their installer in 1510. <laughs> That's something you should have told in the news. Yeah, uh, Harold, or Harold, very, and our distinguished Harold. Harold, he's a god. <laughs> yeah, he worked with uh, Jens, I think. Jens. Yeah, they worked on uh, a new design for the installer. And it looks awesome now. Uh, it looked awesome before, but now it looks even more awesome. It's awesome plus plus. Excellent. Oh, I can't. I can't wait to install that in the office to all my Windows 10 colleagues and Windows 8 colleagues. And uh, okay. who, 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 by the way, need incredibly powerful machines to run their their Windows <laughs> distribution. And I've got uh, you know one of the older machines that just tears through doing things and running virtual machines and all sorts of stuff, and 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 looks absolutely gorgeous compared to uh, to Windows. Okay, uh, guys, there's one thing I would like to cover. Uh, Tim Anderson brought up on Google Plus that we should talk about speculation of uh, Kubuntu 15.10 possibly being the last version for, of Kubuntu. Uh, All right. In order to answer to his question, which uh, I believe his worries come mostly from Softpedia going bonkers with the headline again. Uh, All right. I'm, you, you'll see the link to the Softpedia article I'm referring to in the show notes. Uh, Kubuntu 15.10 is not going to be the last release of Kubuntu. So we will continue working on Kubuntu. Uh, so far, our plan is to keep working on it forever. But until that changes, we'll let you know. All right. Well, I think that put that to bed. Uh, so that is straight from the Kubuntu Council, all right? Uh, so uh, you know you can forget the rumor mill. If there's something officially from the Kubuntu Council, then that, that will be signed as from Kubuntu Council. This I'm saying as me. Uh, but it's the opinion of the Kubuntu community that's working right now on Kubuntu. Even better. So we've now got a guarantee that a video will dedicate the rest of his life to building and packaging Kubuntu, irrespective of whatever else happens in the world. Awesome. Can we get that in writing? <laughs> he just sold his soul to Kubuntu. <laughs> oh, yes. But but look at the shiny prizes you're going to get. <laughs> okay, so uh, Tim, I hope this answers your question, your worries about uh, the future of Kubuntu, and also everybody else's worries about this. Uh, All right, good stuff. And Rick is. Do you have another surprise for us, a video? Yes, I have. Give me a couple of seconds to get him. All right. Uh, wait, why do I have? There it is. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm really have... pleased to hear about that. I know. I know. There's been. There has been lots of rumors floating around, probably to do with all of these challenges and discussions that have taken place about 
the direction and uh, and what's going to happen with Kubuntu and Ubuntu and so on and so forth. But um, you know, Kubuntu is a is a really worthwhile distribution, and um, you know, we are uh, we're 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 making really good headway. And I expect I'm anticipating to see us begin moving ahead and moving forward in the distro charts uh, as well uh, up on distro watch because you know people that are reading five star reviews in Linux voice users that are writing to us telling us how good this is I know my colleagues at work who use Ubuntu are they're getting very very itchy to to move across and and use Kubuntu in fact one of my uh, one of my colleagues who I work with has indeed recently begun uh, trialing the Kubuntu distribution on his desktop moving from Ubuntu to Kubuntu um, and uh, and he really likes it too so I think that uh, we're going to see more people do that now whilst I've been filling the gap here a video has uh, come back with somebody sitting with him so who have you got there a video talk to us so I have here Eike Hein yeah, yeah okay, finally I get it right <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, he's a KDE developer and he's here to do some awesome stuff but I'll let him tell us more about why he's at the sprint if you can please tell right, us more so why, why you're at that sprint but uh, before give us a overview of who you are and what you work on all right, so I'm a Plasma co-developer. I maintain the task manager, for example, and the application launcher Kicker, and also the new application dashboard that shipped recently in Plasma 5.4. And I've also been I've been maintaining Conversation, our ILC client, for many years now. And you might know also Yakwake, our drop-down terminal, and lots of stuff basically. Aha, uh -huh, so when I have problems with Yakwake. Yeah, you can, I can blame you it can, on you. You can ask me. Okay. <laughs> and I'll blame Okay. Right. You've so. told me about uh, some uh, Kate code completion plugin for some new programming language. Can you tell me right. about that programming language? Right. So we have the Kate develop script today, which are our text editor and our mm -hmm. IDE. And we strive to support many programming languages in those tools. You know. Features like syntax highlighting, for example, but also more advanced stuff like code completion. So That's all that also means code parsing and understanding the yeah. code, so it can give you valid completion, not exactly, just the syntax. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just that. Okay. And so there's a new programming language that's recently released version 1.0, so it's now production ready. It's called Rust, and it's a systems programming language. It has Somewhat similar aims to C++, which we so write object-oriented or functional. It's it's a little bit of both. It doesn't have classes, but it does support object-oriented programming, mm -hmm. and it does also support functional programming patterns. And it has similar aims to C++, and that it strives to offer very high performance and very low-level access to stuff. And it tries to do that by it doesn't have a runtime library unlike for example go or other recent languages mm -hmm. and it um, tries to offer very high level conveniences much like languages like Ruby or Python it tries to have very convenient syntax and it tries and maybe useful lambdas yeah exactly yeah. But it's unlike other programming languages mm -hmm. which I don't like that have completely <laughs> useless lambdas <laughs> it has very good lambdas 
Okay. But it tries to compile those abstractions away at, at build time so that you are left with very efficiently running code. And so it's, it's a statically typed. And it, yeah, it offers the same level of performance as C++, as C++ does while offering many of the higher level conveniences of scripting languages. So the target for this programming language is desktop applications? Yeah, server applications, desktop applications, and like the pitch is that because it, is, it strives to be as easy to use as something as Python, but offers a low-level access and the performance of something like C++, and it has a very, very strict compiler that tries to catch your programming errors for you. It tries to ensure uh, memory safety and tries to eliminate data races by way of the semantics of the language. It tries to make low-level programming accessible to people who have previously only used something like Python or JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Because now they can try to do low-level programming without having to fear that they will screw up because the compiler will do checking for them and will tell them when they do, do some, something maybe wrong. Maybe do some optimizations without them knowing what exactly happens. I've run into that in C++, and well, we were wondering why <laughs> why adding or deleting right. a comment changes something. Right. Actually, it, it tries to eliminate those types of problems to some degree as well, because some of the stuff that's a little bit magical in C++ is designed to be more opt-in in Rust, so you are more conscious of when you use a certain feature because you have to explicitly make use of it. So, so yeah. back to KDE. Yeah. Uh, so you're working. I was on just going to jump in there very briefly and just <laughs> ask whether we could, um, whether whether we, whether you could give us some uh, idea a little bit about when uh, you're going to sprint just just now on uh, Rust, the Rust parser and implementation for Kate and KDevelop. Uh, any idea when that are likely to be in uh, actually out and released and available? Actually, we just shipped it in the recent uh, KDE applications release. It bundled the Rust code completion plugin. So I believe we are actually the first text editor in common distributions that has Rust support out of the box because we have syntax highlighting and we have basic but pretty good code completion and also basic navigation features. So you can jump to definitions in your source code and stuff like that. And that's shipping now. But um, I'm at the sprint to, for example, make that plugin also work in KDevelop, because currently it's only working in Kate, but we want it in KDevelop too. Because KDevelop has recently been ported to Frameworks 5, and it's currently not yet fully capable of loading Kate plugins, but it's supposed to be, and that's something we're trying to get done here. Uh, I, I mean, I um, I've been uh, I, a lot of the development team I work with. They mm -hmm. commonly use Eclipse, uh, which is yeah. a, a very popular tool with people. But yeah. uh, but but in my environment, I use KDevelop uh, all the time for all of my development. Um, on I predominantly write things in Python and in PHP, but I still yeah. use um, KDevelop for that because it works wonderfully. And um, 
what I can tell you is is that a lot of the the people that I work with are really interested in the way KDevelop works. The performance, of course, is outstanding compared to yeah. something like Eclipse. Um, the you know the, just the speed of the application and its flexibility. Um, you know, it gives you so many things that are all to hand in the IDE with documentation, the the terminal, and yeah. so on and so forth. I think one of the really amazing features is this is this concept of sessions being able to set up sessions with individual projects running within them so that right. when you're leaping between one project and another or working on different code bases you can set up sessions for each one of them and manage all of that in a really seamless way the kind of the whole workflow uh, of software development in kdevelop K has been worked on really really well and and it's an excellent uh, development environment. So you guys are doing a sterling job with that. Thank you. I agree. It turned me into a fan as well because I I started using it myself back when the core team uh, put out version four, and that is what basically rolled out all that new session management stuff. And it turned me on as well. So I've been using it since and started contributing a little. So yeah. So at this point, we're hoping for a lot of improvement and right. for, for the workflow and the collaboration between Kate and KDevelop. Yeah. So, so st stuff will be better compatible between them. Right. Sharing plugins and yeah. Uh, since we are on this topic, I would also like to say one of the things that I want to work here is uh, test most mostly test, but also see how I can improve how Kate. Especially Kate, but as, as well KDevelop work on Windows because uh, even though I don't like Windows, but <laughs> I believe that in order for people to use free software, you can't just make, force them to switch to hey, hey use Kubuntu and then you will learn the applications. We we can give them the applications like they already have LibreOffice and Firefox mm -hmm. and all that and whatnot, uh, and. Uh, we right now we want to give them an easy way to also install Kate and KDevelop and get used to them so that in the future when they want to switch they can easily switch and use the same tools. Right, I agree. I encounter a lot of students who need a C++ IDE for their coding classes mm -hmm. in university, and they often tend to they tend to pick tools that run on multiple operating systems because they themselves are interested in learning multiple operating systems, so they multi-boot. Mm -hmm. But to do their homework, they need some sort of IDE or editor that runs on all of those systems. And right now, they often end up using a competitor. So making KDevelop available to them is definitely yeah, that, going to help out. That, that's crowds. very, very so important. That's right now, as far as I see, Eclipse, Eclipse, Eclipse is right. one of the main IDEs used. Uh, it's a very good one, it's a very uh, modular and very strong one, but for me at least I find its interface and its workflow uh, difficult. And for, especially for a newcomer, if you want to set up uh, GCC and the, the compile stuff in C++, it might be very easy, it might be you won't do it this week. So <laughs> it depends on how, how you get it configured. Uh, and that's why right now, uh, mm -hmm. since I can't have KDevelop on Windows perf perfectly, uh, I'm currently promoting the Qt Creator, which is a very good IDE, uh, but it lacks many things that uh, we expect and feel that should uh, K uh, an IDE should have. 
for example, one thing that bugged me a lot in Qt Creator, since we're talking about it, is the lack of tabs. They don't have tabs. They have a yeah. drop-down that you can select your open files. And uh, recently, they added the option to have a separate window with a, yeah. a file. Uh, awesome, awesome work for that. Uh, but uh, until now, you could you just had one window. You can split it in as many parts as you want, but one just one window, and that's yeah. a big problem. And, well, let's let's make sure that uh, we uh, we keep our viewers and uh, listeners focused on the fact that uh, we want them to use KDevelop. So uh, you know, from your Kubuntu distribution, go into uh, go into Muon and type KDevelop. You'll find it there. Uh, install it and take a look. I think uh, you know if you've not looked at it before. I think you'd be really pleased. No, just as a, a note, the latest release of KDevelop is 4.7.1. Mm -hmm. So if you have a previous version, uh, you should know that many of the f problems you might experience might already be solved. So we always recommend get mm -hmm. the latest version. You don't experience problems with it. It's awesome. It works really, really well. Make sure you get version 4.7.1. OK. Um, tell us what. So, what else is uh, what else is going on at this sprint? What else are you going to be working on, uh, you guys together? What usually happens at these sprints is that um, the guys will go through the bug list and they will try to address as many of the bugs as they can because being in one spot together means. It enables very high bandwidth communications, so you can go through the bug list together and you have the people who might be in the know on each one of them just right there. And it means you can just fix a lot of issues in a very short amount of time and I expect it will happen this time too. So that's the plan and yeah, we'll see what else comes out. It's eat pizza. Yeah, eat pizza. We already did that. So. Now it's the box, first the pizza, that was the first priority. No. <laughs> oh, and, uh, fantastic, yeah. So, um, and of course, there is. Uh, uh, so, you know, Rick, before that, bugs don't mean just the problems in software. Right, they they also, also mean, mean feature requests or yeah, some yeah. things that people ask, hey, right. add, the, add the button for foo function. Right. So right. we we talk about bugs because it's all on our bug tracker, but that includes wishlist items, so features people well, ask maybe for. Maybe it's better to call them issues. Issues. Yeah, it's it's an issue. Yeah. I have an issue. I want this functionality. Right. It's not a bug of the software that doesn't have that functionality. It's just never been implemented because people haven't asked yeah. for it. But but if you're interested in KDevelop and you need the functionality. You might use and be used to from a different ID. Ask about it. It might already be implemented and not that obvious of how to use it. We have some of those. Uh, and if you ask about it and maybe have a good proposal, hey, put a button in the toolbar for it. Uh, just ask about it, and we'll talk about how we can make it as best as we can for everybody. And so, where's the best place for people to raise uh, raise those bugs? For the uh, for the KDE applications uh, and uh, where where people where should people go? Well, basically, it's unfortunately bugs.kde.org because it's our bug tracker. But if you use the form to raise an issue, you can select the type of issue, and if it's a new feature request, just select wish list because it's a wish that you have, and 
we'll try to take care of it. Fantastic. Okay. So, uh, well, obviously, um, you guys can't uh, can't work on features, issues, or bugs if people don't report them. So yeah. we need folks to get off to bugs.kde.org and uh, and go and uh, tell us tell us what you want. Tell tell uh, tell the developers what you'd like to see. What would be useful for you? Oh, you know, we also we have a couple of IRC channels on the Freenode network. Kade and Kdevelop, so you can also pop in there, maybe during the sprint even, and even participate while we're here, so, sure. It's faster through IRC because uh, since we're a global community, there's always someone online from some time zone that can offer some feedback. Yeah, IRC is our virtual office. <laughs> okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to add that to the show notes, actually. Yeah. Uh, we can fill this in even after the show with uh, the contact details, how to contact KDevelop. And uh, you can also go to kdevelop.org, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and you, and you will find there many things that might interest you. Uh, there's a news feed, there's a, there are some tutorials about right. KDevelop, uh, some mm. screenshots, and many things that uh, might be useful for someone who's looking into KDevelop. Yeah. So, so let me try to understand uh, just a, a little bit of a relationship, and perhaps we can cover this a little bit for the people viewing and watching. So, what's the relationship then between KDE and what you guys are going to be doing in the sprint over the next few days, and Kubuntu? How's that relationship working? Right. So, uh, Kate and KDevelop are both KDE projects. So both those applications are being developed by the KDE community. And of course, Kubuntu distributes those applications and gets us many, many users. And they Especially also, for Kate, since it's the default test editor yeah. in, in uh, Kubuntu, uh, it's rather important that we have Kate uh, as stable and as feature-rich as possible. But right. Let's not exaggerate with feature-rich, but you might need something. Kate already has it. Uh, Kate has a plugins list. Uh, you should know about that. Plugins <laughs> let me, might let be me let me stop you. Let me interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you a video, but but I know I know that you you're going to do the Kate Linux distribution <laughs> because because uh, I know how much you love Kate and all the features, and you always want to tell everybody about the amazing features that's in it. But uh, but let's keep the let's keep it a bit broader than that because obviously there's a massive a huge suite of applications that do so many things in uh, in within within under the umbrella of KDE community. Right. Um, and so uh, so so there's a synergy here, isn't there? A strong relationship between the software that the KDE developers are developing and getting that to market in Kubuntu. That was kind of what you were saying, yes. Yeah, of course, because Kubuntu is directly in touch with, uh, with its user base. So KDE and Kubuntu collaborate tightly on figuring out what pain points users have, and they tell us about it, and we try to improve things for Kubuntu's users. Not so, all users come directly to the developers. Yeah, right, right. So they also get in touch with Kubuntu and then they Kubuntu forwards those issues to the drivers. Right. Yeah. 
Now, of course, one of the things that uh, um, perhaps is an opportunity maybe to talk about this as well, which is because you were talking about the task manager and Kicker, yeah. which is obviously the, the, the application startup. Yeah. But obviously, uh, sitting underneath all, all of the applications, we've got this Plasma workspace and we've got KWIN um, yeah. that's driving everything. And, um, and I mean, how, how important is that, uh, that funct functionality or that library subset, particularly going forward as we get new things like 4K Ultra HD monitors and, and really big screens and things like that? How, what kind of advantages are, are people going to get by being able to use Plasma and also the way that KDE is built. What's special about KDE and Plasma that enables it to cope in those settings? Right, so two things that we did in Plasma 5 is that we worked very hard on scaling to higher resolutions and higher DPE values specifically because you now have screens which are physically still the same size but have a much higher pixel density which means with Plasma 4 that you would end up with very very small interface elements because they were kept at the same size while the resolution has gone up so everything gets squished together so what we did in Plasma 5 is that we made the UI completely scalable, so on a high-resolution display it will, for example, double the size of those interface elements, which required rewriting a lot of user interface code to no longer use pixels as measurement values, but use abstract units, which can then expand to the actual pixel number depending on which display you run it on. And we also switched the rendering to hardware-accelerated OpenGL, so we can exploit the performance the hardware can offer better because OpenGL is now the best way to get performance out of your graphics hardware. So, yeah, that's something we've done. I can, I believe I can give a quick example of this if I, yeah, if I screen share. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, can you see my desktop? Uh, make it also as presenting to everybody. Okay, now, uh, for example, if I resize this, yeah, uh, and change the width, hmm. you can see the icons. They're getting bigger. Uh, let me get rid of this first. You can see the icons are getting bigger, but their clarity remains the same. Yeah. So no matter if they're tiny like this hmm. or huge, it's the same icon and the, it's, the icon clarity remains the same because it's better on how it calculates uh, the, the density. Well, specifically what we've done on the icon side is also that in Plasma 5 we have a new default icon theme called Breeze and our artists now provide those icon assets in higher resolutions so that we can scale up further with higher clarity to accommodate those higher resolution displays. So that's been a lot of work done by our artists primarily. Yeah. So, and, and, so I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I, in some way, of course, I was leading the question there a little bit because one of the things that I think is so positive about what's been done and, and is so new and uh, modern because of the, the work being put into Plasma is the fact that uh, people who are 
getting hardware now that has got you know high high performance GPUs with wait for it monitors etc they can feel comfortable knowing that when they take a distribution like Kubuntu and install it on that machine that they're going to get a really beautiful visual experience that it's going to scale and support those resolutions and that they can uh, get the optimal performance from their from their graphics which is is great news uh, for people who are thinking about uh, you know installing on new hardware yeah yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we agree. Okay. With that. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so now, of course, on top of that, we, now that you have that framework, and this is one yeah. of the things that people, uh, th I think, to help to try to under people to understand in fifteen ten, is that the the Kubuntu developers that have been working on the packaging, have repackaged all of these new. Um, ported KDE applications that have been ported to KDE Frameworks 5 and Plasma yeah. 5 uh, and of course so all of these applications that are in the KDE suite are all taking uh, ad taking advantage of all of that underlying infrastructure as well yes would you say something about that yeah right so uh, not just we have been working on scaling but also the Qt community and we've helped out with that as well because of course we also contribute code upstream to Qt5 and Frameworks 5 is using Qt5 so any application ported to Frameworks 5 is benefiting from those improvements to Qt bubbling up into the application and that means they get scaling support yeah so um, now we on this scaling support we've just got a question come in this comes from Hegemon8 yeah. Uh, on IRC and, and he asks um, does that mean that, uh, that the scaling uh, on the screen for on some windows will scale, scale be beyond 1366 by 768 it can scale much higher than that that's the question he asks yeah it should <laughs> yeah well, absolutely that, that, some, of our, some of our core uh, KD developers they use 4k or bigger screens well, actually, it's a 14-inch or 13-inch screen, mm -hmm. but the resolution is 4K or bigger. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the answer to your question there, Hegemone, is absolutely it will. That's precisely what we're talking about. That scaling means you can have that, you know, high-density, high-resolution screen, even in a small form factor, and KDE applications will scale right. and fit beautifully on that screen. Yeah. So um, now, obviously, uh, there's also been work, and I know a video you did some interviews on this about, uh, of course, Plasma Mobile. Um, and one assumes that Plasma Mobile must take advantage of this scaling paradigm as well, so that it fits on small form factor screens. Am I understanding yeah. that correctly? Yeah, definitely. We try to share as much code between the desktop and the phone as possible. So basically, it's the same code base. Anything, any work that we do on the phone is also benefiting the desktop. For example, as you might know, we are currently transitioning from X11 to the new Valent windowing system under the hood. And the phone is our first version of Plasma that's Valent from day one. But we didn't do that work specifically for the phone, but it's going into the shared Kaylin code base. So any line of code that we've written for the phone to make it use Wayland 
also contributed to the goal of making our desktop Plasma version use Raven. And in turn, the phone, of course, as you say, needed all that scaling work to happen first to be able to use it, use the UI well on a phone. So there's synergy both ways that the phone project is tremendously helping out the desktop side. And again, any work that we need to do on, on the scaling stuff is also helping out the phone. So it's good all around. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, for those that don't know, uh, Plasma is a wide project. It's not just for desktop. It also has right, a netbook so, edition, has a yeah. TV edition. And we have a media center stuff. So. Yeah. So basically, um, Plasma is the KDE community's effort to provide very refined user interfaces for a variety of devices with different form factors. For example, a regular desktop, obviously. And there's also a, a media center version for TVs. And now there's the phone version. And all of these user interfaces try to share as much code as possible between them. So only the actual front-facing user interface bits are optimized for each device. But the framework and many of the components, network management and stuff like that, is shared between them. And of course, the window manager, too. So yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, we, I know we uh, here at the Kubuntu podcast, uh, we were getting very excited when, uh, of course, uh, uh, Aaron and Avidyu were over at Academy and we were seeing uh, some demo devices and then some seeing some screen mock-ups and uh, whole, a whole yeah. buzz and a furore around and that. So it's very so exciting for the future. Those demo devices were actually running Kubuntu <laughs> because the device images we currently build to, that you can download and try on your Nexus 5 or also other phone models, they use Kubuntu as base. So we greatly benefit from the work the community, Kubuntu community is doing because we are using it to develop the phone version. It's, it's our base systems. Further proof, Kubuntu is not going anywhere. Yeah. Except forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I am firmly convinced, uh, really genuinely firmly convinced, that when people start experiencing and using 15.10, Kubuntu 15.10 with the new Plasma 5.4 version and all of the applications, that they're going to be really, really impressed. And we talked earlier on on the show about just some of the very early feedback from, because remember that uh, there have only been two releases so far of Plasma on Kubuntu. We did the Plasma Tech Preview uh, and, of course, then 15.04, which was the first release. So we've only really had it in a mainstream distribution using Plasma for six months in this first yeah. iteration. What's going to be released in 15.10 is, uh, is astonishing and really, really, uh, I think it's really going to impress people a great deal. Some people um, who couldn't wait, they already tried it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for those that uh, are patient, yeah. uh, you will be blown out. So, <laughs> so well, Obviously, we're getting uh, we're getting a little bit tight for time. Uh, yeah. So, is there anything uh, specifically that you'd like to uh, to tell us about? Uh, now, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong now, but I think it's Ike. Ike. 
Ica. I'm really sorry. Ica. Is there anything specifically you'd like to tell us about or specific things that people should be aware of about KDE and the community, etc.? Well, well, now's the chance you, to talk to the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are one of those who are going to try out Plasma 5 for the first time with a new Kubuntu release, I hope you enjoy it. We are pretty confident it's the best version of Plasma we've made so far. And there's a lot of improvements all across the board and features that have been there for many, many years. We've, we've finally fixed some issues that had been lingering there for a long time. But we've also overhauled a lot of the UI and made things cleaner and tried to make them easier to use. We've also we've reduced memory usage. We've Made the, made the default login session a lot lighter. There's less stuff starting up when you log in now. And yeah, try it out and I hope you enjoy using it and give us some feedback. If you like it, if you have issues with it, get in touch. Get in touch with Kubuntu and KDE. Join the club and join the fun. We also appreciate positive feedback, not yeah, just we do. bad yeah. feedback. So <laughs> positive feedback is always yeah. welcome. <laughs> Uh, well, I can. Uh, I always search. Uh, you can search uh, for the hashtag of KD or Plasma or KD mm -hmm. Plasma. Search for these hashtags, and we'll add a few more hashtags in the show notes that you can search for. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can find news related to Plasma, to KD mm -hmm. software, and uh, many new things. You can search for those hashtags on Twitter, Google Plus, mm -hmm. even Facebook. I, I don't know how much. From Facebook, <laughs> we're trying to do some promotion on Facebook, but I don't know how that's going. <laughs> but you will find some amazing things, some amazing pictures on Google Plus. Well, I'm uh, I'm certainly personally really looking forward to uh, to uh, the to the release. Um, but I use um, Kubuntu on my uh, on my daily workstation, as I said earlier on, and uh, and I've got quite an old PC. In fact, one of the oldest laptops in the office, um, and and I've done that specifically um, because I think it demonstrates how you can get best value from from the assets that the company has bought yeah. so I'm using an old machine and uh, but I've just uh, ordered an, an SSD drive to go in it and it's going to be reinstalled with 1510 just as soon as the release goes ahead and um, and I know that there are a lot of people that look over my shoulder at my desktop with envy and they they do come and go ooh ooh ah I really like that what's that that you're using and they ask me uh, and they're very impressed and I get the opportunity to show them and one of the things that uh, that people really need to try as well and and this amazes my work colleagues is of course activities um, activities in uh, in KDE and in plasma are just fantastic for dividing the workspace up and I use them really uh, really quite a lot at work um, so so that's really good positive feedback from me and I think you guys are doing a great job um, Ica, I, I really it's been wonderful having you join us uh, from, yeah. from there at Sprint in Berlin thank you so much for taking the time to come and join us on the show yeah you know thanks for having me and thanks for stopping by at our Sprint um, it, it, it really is our pleasure. <laughs> um, all right, so well, I, I better get into the outro session of this because yeah, we're already three minutes overrun. Really late.
All right, so I'll go through that sequence, and then uh, each of us can hang around and say uh, say cheerio um, uh, one after another. But let me just give you the outro spiel, so you uh, you folks watching, you can find out more about uh, about what we're doing and about Kubuntu at uh, kubuntu.org on the web. Um, of course, you can also come and join us, Kubuntu Podcast, on irc.freenode.net. But you can also find out more about the Kubuntu community in general uh, under hashtag Kubuntu. Um, we, uh, you can join us, talk to us and the podcast team via Telegram or, of course, your favorite social media. Come and follow us on Google+. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, LinkedIn. And uh, you can contact the podcast team. The best way to get hold of us is directly through Google+. Uh, follow us and, uh, and make your posts and your comments there or of course on our YouTube channel and for each of the presenters uh, you can find out information about us as well um, and you can find me Rick Timmis I'm on Google Plus and you can also find my blog it's in the show notes sickremit.blogspot.co.uk and um, a video you can find him at video.geekaliens.com and of course Aaron, you'll find him at usefoss.com. So thank you uh, for taking the time to join us today. I'm going to say cheerio and sign off and let the rest of my colleagues and uh, co-presenters on the show say goodbye to you as well. So good night, and uh, I'll see you next time. I've been Rick Timmis. Cheerio. We didn't do that video. Me? Okay. So I'm a video uh, saying bye to you for, and see you in the next show. Hi, I'm Mike, and thank you again for having me. Um, have fun with the next show. Okay. <laughs> I'm Aaron Honeycutt. I'll see you on the next show, guys.